This is the United We Stand podcast, brought to you in association with Betfred. United fan Fred Doan opened his first shop in Salford in 1967. Cool. Hello and welcome to latest United We Stand podcast. It's post-match after Chelsea at home, which um, again, Manchester United have managed to draw somehow. And with me I've got Stu Edwards and John Ashton um, Lads, it's becoming a bit um, of a slog this end of season run um, Not for the first time in the last 10 years What was your expectations tonight? What did you think? Um, happy with the result, considering? Well, I, I, I was starting to think, you know like you know, I was just watching a snooker before And you know like when you have like best of 20 frames or 19 frames or whatever You don't play the 19 frames, you just play till someone's won And once, it's, once they've won, you finish and I feel like United are at that point in the, in the season now where we've got four frames to play but we can't win. So I might as well just not be playing these sort of games. Um, you could tell the mood around the ground. It was, it's just a proper end of season, meaningless game. But I mean, what's annoying is you, you'd hope that some of those players are... You know, you'd hope they'd be stung by some of the criticism they've been receiving, particularly around the lack of effort. And that's the biggest galling point for me is that you're still watching players and thinking to yourself, why are you strolling around this football pitch? Why are you still being picked every week for this football team if, you, if you're not going to be here, you know? Um, yeah, it's tough, isn't it? Yeah, I don't want to keep moaning, but I mean, you, you can tell obviously Rangnick's going to leave in the summer. He wants to leave with his, with his reputation intact and get as many points as he can, um, which isn't helping us in terms of, like I said, perhaps giving some young players a chance. But... Um, no, you, we, we couldn't. We, we dreaded coming here. We couldn't wait to get off when we got here, and it's a sad state of affairs, isn't it? You know, especially after you've watched two, two pretty thrilling Champions League games with, with them two in it this week. So it's uh, yeah, it's, it's doomsday scenario stuff, and we just all can't wait for it to be over. Yeah, it was a long, long five hours that from getting here to you know, it just uh, you, even you can tell the mood outside the ground. Obviously, we're here early. Okay, it's a work, it's a midweek game sort of thing. It's people coming from work, but you you can sense that quite early on, and you could sense it wasn't the normal crowd. People have passed tickets on. Uh, a lot of kids. That's a positive, I suppose, because <laughs> people, you know, maybe giving the kids a chance to come. Um, but yeah, you, you knew from the outset really it was going to be a long night, and that first half especially just seemed a very long forty-five minutes. Just on that, um, a lot of starters today that we don't expect to be there in August. What what's your views on this um, quandary about playing? Younger players, obviously, we've got good opponents tonight. So the last thing we'd want is to get to, you know, for them to get a good hiding. Well, yeah. I think, I think, time, I think you know. it's purely based on one. Whilst we mathematically can still qualify for the Champions League, I don't think the hierarchy above him would allow him to yeah. risk those sort of games. Um, two, the manager himself wants to leave with his sort of reputation intact a little bit and doesn't want to go down as possibly the worst Manchester United manager ever, which statistically is he'd be right up there. Um, and three, obviously, you're coming up against top opposition, and perhaps you don't want to throw those kids into this and you know it's a pretty toxic environment at the minute um, you'd hope though that with, with the three games we've got coming up um, against sort of three lesser sides in the league that, that they will get some minutes because I just I don't what's the point of playing players who are just completely don't want to be there yeah. can't wait to get off they've already got the next move in their heads and they're, and they're not giving it all you know just yeah. think about the I, future I agree it, it, I had a few obviously people especially second half you know particularly at Rashford and even Alanga saying you know they've not done anything why aren't we playing Annabelle for example it's, it's very easy to say that second half when okay yeah they didn't do much and we, we, you know, we can talk about Rashford but um, same time yeah why would you throw him into that sort of like toxic team uh, and then risk getting beat maybe you know by a, a strong Chelsea side 
Uh, it's okay putting Annabelle on the last five minutes in it at Anfield and getting stuck in a bit. That's that's different. That's giving him a little bit more experience. But that, that's completely different to even giving him maybe 20 minutes when it's probably not worth it. No, I think we'll maybe see a couple of them on Monday. And like you said, the last two away games are different again, aren't they? Well, you know what I think? I think what's most galling though is the fact that you watch that little cameo from Hannibal when he came on against Liverpool, and he, all right, he was reckless. He was, you know, he, he was young. He was inexperienced. <laughs> but he. he his enthusiasm and his, his willingness to want to put a foot in and he looked hurt he looked hurt by the, the performance of that team and yeah. he's putting a lot of them older players to shame and I think that's where a lot of the stuff comes from with the younger players is if you lot have all checked out if you if you don't want to be there you don't want to put a shift in for Manchester United then why are you still getting games yeah. for us it, it made me laugh at Armfield because he, he actually ran past Rashford didn't he to boot Marnie yeah it made me laugh Brilliant. Yeah. he did exactly yeah. what we, yeah. we would do if we were in the yeah. last five minutes at Armfield yeah. boot Henderson boot Marnie and that's what you want it was great but I don't. I don't want to, you know, get to the point where we're saying that somebody's cut out for Manchester United because they've just come on and booted someone. So no, not you know, at all. But, but I think I think what he showed though, he, he showed a bit of fight. He showed a bit of heart. He showed a bit of willingness to put a foot in, and he showed the fact that he doesn't. He didn't like the fact that they were taking the piss out of us, whereas others just bend over and take it. Yeah. The the one I want to come on to next is is obviously I touched on a minute ago that there's a lot of players here might have to leave, and um, some of them in the squad tonight. Um, is there any obvious ones that you think are leaving that you'd want to salvage? Or, I mean, me and Stuart were talking on, in, on the way here in the car, and we were mentioning that you know there's not that many um, that we want to keep, oh, but at the same time, you know we can't sell everyone. So, you know, what what do you think the right balance is about the way yeah. Ten Hag can go about? I mean, it? the ones the ones leave. There's not many I want to salvage that are actually staying, let alone the ones that yeah. are leaving. Um, yeah, listen, he's. People who do think we're going to buy ten players this summer are living in cloud cuckoo land. Yeah. He's obviously going to bring a few players back from loan. Um, perhaps start with a you know a, a sort of blank a blank page. Um, I think the standout one to keep is probably Matter. You would? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> what have you seen in the twelve minutes he's been on the pitch this season? Well, it was, he, came, nice he, came, he, yeah. came, he came on tonight and it was pointing. You yeah, know, fair it, it's just experience. He was pointing. Bloody no, hell, no, lads. Do you, know, do you know what? I think, I think it's scandalous he's not had more minutes. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I, I, do, I agree with and that. that yeah. And that comes down to being yeah. knocked out of the league in FA Cup quite early as well, maybe. And that's with the younger players. I mean, we, we, so for we, him to not get a chance this season, more chances exactly, than he's had is a bit yeah. of a joke. And yeah, he's definitely. 33, I'll probably be 34, whatever. But I still, honestly. I, I, I'd still play him over Pogba if he was 44, let alone 34. You can't thrust them all in, but I'd like to see something. I mean, Garner's obviously been been a big name at Forest. You know, he yeah. he looks a top class player. That his passing range puts a lot of that first team to shame. You, you um, so you do want to see a few of the young players getting more of a chance next season, which yeah. which I think the new manager will come in. But from everything I've read about Tenag, his style of football is is. Well, it's basically the one Ragnick tried to come in, and after two games went, "This fuck all chance of him getting this with these players." So, you know, some of them are going to have a massively rude awakening, or or you're going to be back to the same same way where the manager ends up having to change his philosophy to fit the the lazy ass players we've got. So, he definitely needs some bodies in. Um, I'd say the absolute minimum, and I'm not sure if I'm being, um, you know, if I'm being ambitious here, but surely we have to get in five players. Yeah. With the players well, that are we were all thinking even even three months ago maybe you know, we all know obviously central midfielder centre forward uh, and, and maybe another centre half and for me that's gone now to like two full full backs, backs as well backs, so yeah, it's right. like watching watching Tellers tonight and and Delo but Tellers I mean I think I've never seen I've never I know James plays um, more wing back obviously you know than a, than, a, than a traditional full back but I've never seen a fucking a full back of any team at Old Trafford play so much in our final third he, 
how much of a ball did he have tonight? Yeah, they were person. shocking our fullbacks tonight. Yeah. I mean, I was looking at when the crosses come into the box. Like, he should have scored. Yeah, the, the, the goal. I mean, the goal was said. A lot was all over yeah. the show. He ended up with two players and ended up marking none of them. Yeah, it was a re- so, real. So we've gone from needing three definite, you know, you know, very good established whatever players to needing probably five, and that's before again we get rid of. The seven or eight who are up got yeah, out of I mean, contract. I think it's one of them. You, you could you could happily say that you could replace pretty much every player in the team based on on this season's performances. I think what the manager will have to come in first and go: which of you players are good players out of form, and which of you players who are just not good enough? Um, well, that so, comes so down to he's, he's, uh, yeah, report, doesn't it? yeah, of course. He's, he's got to, you know. <laughs> You wouldn't need a left winger, for example, if you could get Rashford backfiring. You know, you would. You'd hope that you wouldn't need to replace Fernandez. You, you know, Fred's improved. Um, Varane, if you could keep him fit, for example. So, so he would be looking at those players, and he, he's got to get a tune out of those players who you know can still play a bit. And we've kind of, you know, even players like Maguire, whose stocks fell so low that people what forget that he's been one of the yeah. best centre backs for us. And what does he do years. with Maguire? That's the yeah. thing. Players like that. Yeah, it's a strange one, but he's not. He's not going to be able to sell. He's not going to be able to get rid of ten and bring in ten. No is he? So we're going to have to. It's going to be a staged approach, isn't it, to, to things? And that sort of brings me on to the assessment of Rangnick, really, because you know I, I listen to United fans. You know I, I completely understand why they like him, um, because he is you know probably overdue that some of these players are challenged. Um, but you know, is, is it are people going overboard? Because somebody's just been passive aggressive to the media about certain players. It's yeah, not, not exactly impressive, is it? I think because he's forthright with his views, people kind of like that. After yeah. you know, Solskjaer perhaps let some of them get away with murder. Um, he's not saying anything that we couldn't have already told the club. No. Um, we we knew all this about the players as well. I think as a manager, he's been massively found out because you know he's not done much managing. Certainly not at that level. Uh, it was a strange old appointment because he. Um, He's, he, I don't know. He's, his whole entire philosophy didn't fit the way we play, um, and it's kind well, of rolled well, the season. on the internet, you know, it's like ten, um, he must stay. You know, he's got to have a place at the club. You know, I'm not entirely sure that he's, I've seen anything to hand, you know, hand the keys to the club to him. With you know, with what I've seen, it, there's only so much, um, you know, passive aggressive interviews that you know that. Are impressive, really, isn't there's, it? There's not exactly a queue of other clubs it's queuing up to take him off it's our hands. It's become the norm. That interview has just become the norm every week, hasn't it? But is that a good thing? Cause no, that's you know, what I mean. I mean, yeah. I'm, at, it's all, I'm all for managers calling players out, but you'd, you'd, you'd have to say you want 60 or 70, maybe even 80% of your squad on side at one time, where it looks as if yeah. pretty much everybody at Old Trafford <laughs> can't stand him. So yeah. I think, yeah, I yeah. think I think he's been a bit overly critical. I mean, whether that was whether he was brought in to do in the first place, but you'd, you'd usually find that a good manager won't criticise players publicly. Um, you know, Ferguson was was terrible for deflecting it on someone else, or yeah. you know, you can imagine he rolled to him behind the scenes. But yeah, I, I mean, you, you can tell the, the players don't have any respect for him. But no. again, that's about the fifth manager they've been through that they don't have any respect for. You know, and he's even talked now that they're underwhelmed with this new manager. Well, fuck me, if you're underwhelmed with him, you want to try being us, paying to watch you lot every week. Yeah, and that's it, isn't it? It has to be a balance because you know you look at players like you know our top earners in at United, our top ten. You know, maybe they don't, they're not even. Comparable, are they to like City, Liverpool, and you know their their players? So you know they need they need to wake up and reflect there as well, don't they? Because I don't see much of it either. Do you? you? You get the impression that this side, they're all looking at blaming other people rather than you know having a good look at themselves. Yeah, hundred percent. And I think the whole thing is is. They're almost like fans in a sense that they're already just thinking, well, the rest of the season's right off. The manager's not going to be here next season, and we've got a new man coming in. He's not going to be able to sell everyone because he's got a Fred Bear squad anyway because the players that are out of contracts. 
and and there's a lot of unknown I think with 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 what's going on. I mean, it doesn't help that again, you're going into a new season, and they've now only just appointed a manager. It's April, and they've yeah. just decided on a manager in April. You know, this Manchester United. We shouldn't be interviewing managers. We should spot a target and go out and get him. We shouldn't have to sit there and listen to what he's got to say. Yeah. We should know everything about him and go out there and get him. It, it stinks of small clubs. You know, but he, he, do you think Guardiola had to sit and have an interview when he went to City or Klopp when in Liverpool? They, they spotted the man and they went out and got him. And it's just that sort of indecision that we've had time and time again. They don't really know what direction to go in. They don't know who to go with. They don't know. And that, it's going to be the same again this summer. And, and Are you worried about the appointment then? I'm not so much worried about the appointment as long as he's given the reins of the club. But I don't feel he will be doing that. I can imagine him giving him a list of players and somebody who's not qualified to say so going, well, oh, well, he's come from the Dutch league. And no, they talk this week, we don't want to buy Dutch players because of the struggles of Depay and um, whoever else we've just written, Van der Beek. You know, you're like, who are you to sit there and say that? And we do that too often. We, it's. It, we get bitten off something and we go, right, we cannot possibly go anywhere near that player again or, or that kind of sort of philosophy or that kind of signing. And yeah, um, We're going into, we're yeah, going into a, 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 on... you, you just hope that if Rangnick does stay, um, and obviously with, with the new manager, they're the two people in charge of every single player we sign. Forget Murto or anyone else. Murto can go out there and sign the players for us and do whatever he does, getting contracts or selling players. Yeah. That's what you're there for. You're not there to tell us who's a right fit for Manchester United you're not qualified to pick players to play for Manchester United yeah, this is exactly what happened 35 years ago we're going back now to when you know 86, 87 when Fergie joined aren't we when he ripped up the book and you know and he came in with his obviously again um, you know he'd done well in Scotland etc a bit of a surprise maybe um, in terms of the appointment um, so it, I think we're in uncharted waters in terms of as a club, obviously, we're in a complete. It's a different world, stating the obvious, from 35 years ago. But we, we are in, in uncharted waters in, in terms of going to now this this. Let's be honest, relatively unknown guy from the Dutch league who everyone slags off and says it's a shit league. I think people. Uh, I think people assume though that because of the finances of the football club now that it should be easier than what Ferguson picked no, up. But in, I mean. many, in many respects, it's, it's a lot harder. Yeah. You know, Ferguson had one team to really defront. We, you don't. Yeah. You know, talking. You know, next year Newcastle could be. Could, yeah. Newcastle have picked up more points since yeah. Rangnick's took over at United. Yeah. Eddie Howe took more points than Rangnick yeah. You know, and they're going to spend money this summer. You know, West Ham could could strengthen. You know, it's it's, it's not going to be as easy as people think. To, not to just only topple them two who are currently the best two yeah. teams in the world, but to even get yourself comfortably in that top four mix. Yeah, and again, it took him. It obviously took Fergie five years, didn't it? Okay, FA Cup three years, three and a half years, whatever it was. Um, you know, all that. You know. People are going to have to be very, very patient. Yeah, I, I absolutely. Think. Uh, almost again next seasons. You know, unless you're finishing. 12th and that would be a worry whoever whichever team we've got whichever squad of players we've got you'd still like to finish would finish top six but it's it's not just about finishing six or finishing fourth necessarily is it it's about building that team again and building is is, is I hate the word but for, you know philosophy and getting that embedded into the not not just the first team throughout throughout the club yep. filtering down to these lads who are playing in two weeks time I do think though that United's fans are quite patient especially the match going fans you know obviously the internet's a completely yeah, different place, but yeah. you know, all of all of United managers post Ferguson have had good support in the ground, haven't they, for a long I think, time? No, I think that's fair. I think yeah, sometimes yeah, yeah. the media pressure or the people within the club. I mean, there's still yeah. plenty of United fans, even myself, who, who still didn't want to get rid of Solskjaer at the time, even though it probably was the right thing to do. Because I just felt like if you're going to give somebody three years, you can't throw them out after the first sign of trouble. You know, you've got to let, give them a chance to, to rebuild it. But you're not going to get that at United because 
the financial impact of not finishing that top four. Yeah, that's it's, it's definitely an interesting one. But I think in terms of Rangnick, he, you know, he's um, I, I, I'm pretty surprised at the moment at how how well he's spoken about, you know, considering the results because I've I've not seen much, you know, in my lifetime I've not seen much worse than I'm seeing on that pitch at the moment because it, it really is I, a shambles. I think there's one thing for sure is that come 10 o'clock on Monday night there's not going to be a, any lap of honour and there's not going to be any microphone with Ralph <laughs> Ranyuk addressing the crowd no. is it? it's going to be a very very strange well, you know what it's coming to something you know you talk to people now and all they talk about is a fucking youth cup final yeah, yeah. they're talking there'll be more 40 odd thousand turn up there and that yeah. just shows just on, the, yeah, just on that note as well um, just finishing off on Rangnick and Ten Hag there is um, a really good piece in United we stand about other way Sen Hag plays as well which I really enjoyed I don't, I'm not entirely sure he wrote it actually but it was good stuff so um, if you're at the ground on Monday make sure you buy it it doesn't yeah. make good reading though when you see our squad of players or does it it basically says that it's not going to work with these players no because no, it involves running it's <laughs> quite a lot of running I, I think they like the first two sentences it says he likes wingers <laughs> and then it, you know, it went from bad to worse from there so yeah we, we are in bother it's going to take a lot of um, adapting um, probably five new signings I think minimum I think, you know, when I think about it now, I think that is the absolute minimum. Yeah. And joking apart, I'd, yeah. I'd, 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 I'd happily finish eighth now yeah. if you if you if you ask me. Yeah. I'd be out of Europe for one year. I want, I'm not going to use the word concentrate on the league, but just concentrate again on just on that first season. Maybe a, a bash at a cup. Who knows? The other thing as well is is that we've we've thrown some stupid like opportunities in the cups away over the, over the last. Three four years, haven't we? Yeah, you know, we got to we got yeah, yeah we got to yeah. quarter final with um, Leicester, in the Leicester Cup, yeah. you know, semi final against Chelsea, and these were all like second string yeah, sides severe, uh, because we were in Europe. You know, yeah. didn't make any sense. So you know, hopefully next year, you know, that'll. I mean, I'm still annoyed about losing to Middlesbrough this year. Well, uh, see, know, see, this is ridiculous. another thing. This is another thing now, though. When you look at the size of the squad and the squad size for next season and you're trying to build that already you don't know whether you're going to be in Europe you know you, you couldn't you could have to play 40 games next season or you could be in that conference thing where you're playing 15 games and that's another thing where there's a lot of there's a lot of unknown right now and, that, and that's the big biggest problem with United is that the waiting the, the the reactive rather than being proactive yeah. with things like that they're not sat there thinking well we'll get this squad together just in case we we're in this we're in that you, you can tell that the Saturday waiting for how many games we're going to need I'm pretty sure this? being a Thursday now uh, a Saturday now I think we're going to have quite a few more Thursday night games next season aren't we I think uh, yeah I mean I, th- I think we both, we all agree that if you know if we're in that conference league next year then let's use it wisely you know let's get some let's players give, give us free a game yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> god but I mean you know let's use some of those um, <laughs> you know if they go and win the Eve Cup in, next, in the next few weeks then Make sure we give some of them an opportunity in it because you know it's not a great that is lowest lowest it can go in terms of European cups. Isn't it? I bet Ronaldo's not banging to play every game in that, is it? Oh no, but I mean you mentioned that didn't you about Ronaldo? And I suppose that's that's the last thing I wanted to come on to really because you know what is it eight of our last nine goals now? Yeah. Um, it really is ridiculous, isn't it? And did you say we've got a negative goal difference? Since, since Ronaldo had... came here, we've got a negative goal difference. So I mean, and you, you see, like it's not as simple as you know saying Ronaldo's you know not good because he clearly is. You know, he's, he's um, a certain type of striker that's different to what he used to be. Um, he likes the penalty box, um, doesn't really come short or going behind. But at the same time, you know, he's still putting the goals away. So. It's not. It's not fair. I don't think to say he's a bad. You know, he's bad for the team. But at the, on the other hand, you know, the minute 
you know that went on today as all I could hear around me was and they say he's the problem yeah. well it's not a coincidence people, is it yeah, yeah. People, people don't think outside the box in that sense that, <laughs> yeah, yeah. that, that if, he, if he wasn't playing and, I, and I'm not yeah, having yeah. another pop at Ronaldo because he's actually been very good the last you did few put weeks, a shift into that as well and, well, well I'll, I'll tell you what, there was another thing I've not got the exact stats on me but he, he's got 23 goals this season and 14 of them have come in about 14 games when he's had a, at least 4 days rest the other nine have come in about thirty games when he's played Wednesday, Saturday. Yeah. So it just goes to show if he's if he's being managed properly, if yeah. he, if he allowed his own mani- minutes to be managed, where he did play once a week, yeah. I'm sure he would score a goal a game like he has done. Um, but th- that's not that's well, next that's, season. That's a separate... even at yeah. The other one, the other one's the effects on the other players because you, you know the, the, nobody can argue that he's not. You know the others haven't dried up as a result of him playing, and you know got rash. Mason Greenwood's still our third highest goal scorer. Yeah, it's, it's really, it's really poor, that, isn't it? Yeah, and um, you know people will say, well, where would we be without Ronaldo then? But equally, you know that is con- like we did last his season, presence does contribute to that as well. So you know it's not not fair to say that. But anyway, that's been done to death, um, and I don't want to set John off because <laughs> I want to get home. So. Um, <laughs> Yeah, thanks to everybody that bought the mag tonight. Um, we are on sale on Monday against Brentford and also after, before and after the Youth Cup final, um, which is good. Um, we'll go, I think I think Stuart's trying to get my attention here, obviously for Man of the Match, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. He loves this <laughs> bit, doesn't he? He loves this bit. Yeah. Without question, Matic. I don't know, I think he bossed us in midfield, so I don't, I don't know. I've actually got a pretty good thing of this, because... Um, I've I've decided to tot up the numbers on the United We Stand podcast for Man of the Matches. I'll reveal all on Monday after Brentford. <laughs> <laughs> Is this our official player of the season? Yeah, yeah. So we'll have, we'll have a player of the season award on Monday. Yeah. So I've not even I've not even thought about this today, Stu. I don't, I don't even Come know. on, it's Matic. Who else is uh, it? Did he play well? Nothing, do you know what? If Goal nothing else, what a, what a fantastic yeah. ball for the yeah, goal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 We'll and a great we'll finish, obviously. Matic, Would you keep him then? Would you have tried? <sighs> Probably again, yeah. Yeah, he's just um, legs yeah. have gone, haven't they? That's the problem. Yeah, but again, 15, 20 games a season, if he's happy I don't with that. Think, I think that's the reason why he wants to leave, though. I don't think he wants that. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, but again, you know, professional. I like to, worst, I like to, players in the squad. I like to give him, him giving it the Arsenal fans at the weekend. What, uh, saying how many cups he'd won for Chelsea? Yeah, yeah. 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 yeah cheers, <laughs> cheers for that. No, I'll go the gay of me. Because I, I give him enough grief as well, but I thought he did all right tonight. Yeah, saves, yeah. yeah. yeah that one-on-one was a brilliant save. Yeah. Oh, first yeah. Half. All right, I'm gonna yeah. go together as well. Just to you, c- you can tell he doesn't do it often because it nearly killed him. I it think. Did, yeah. It yeah, so, him, didn't it? yeah. No, thanks to everybody. It's his job. Yeah, yeah. Thanks to everybody. <laughs> um, <laughs> back on, against Brentford, and we'll have a podcast two post-match. Um, hopefully, we might get to see some some kind of entertainment um, because it's been lacking daily lacking over the last three months so yeah cheers everyone and see you at Brentford